You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen, and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. So do you know what they call the doctor who graduates last in his class from medical school? Doctor. Just kind of a little side humor, which kind of gets us on the topic today. We're going to talk about physician extenders. And the reason I want to bring this up is because you don't really know who you're going to see until you see them. And I always ask people to not judge people before they actually get to know them. And and this holds true in our entire world today. I mean, never could that idea be further from the truth. But in medicine, one of the things that I commonly hear, either from my staff when they're trying to schedule a patient or from a patient that comes in to see me is, I only wanted to see the doctor. I didn't want to see the PA or I didn't want to see the nurse practitioner. And I'm not really sure that that's a good decision. So, I mean, from a financial decision, And from a financial standpoint, if I were the business owner, say, of a hospital or an institution, um, if you have a highly technically skilled surgeon, the best place for that person after all of those years of training is actually in the operating room operating on patients. You know, he can do the most good a lot of times with his hands in the operating room, um, and he can do a lot more financially. Now, from an insurance standpoint, it's actually more expensive for you to see the surgeon for your knee pain as opposed to a physician assistant or other physician extender, like a nurse practitioner. So there are some financial issues. The issue that I have trouble with is that at the end of the day, I'm happy seeing all of my patients, even if they've had just a week's worth of knee pain, because I know that I can explain to them what's going on, review their x-rays, and give them a treatment plan, even if it doesn't mean that they're going to require or need surgery at any point in their lifetime or in the near future. So it's this huge catch-22 and dilemma. The reason, though, that I tell patients that they should not say, um, and in some instances, you won't be allowed to see the surgeon until you've gone through the physician assistant and had a full, complete conservative care workup and are deemed an appropriate candidate for a knee replacement uh, and want surgery. Um, but in some instances you can kind of pick and choose. So you have knee pain today, you know, it's not bad enough to go to the emergency room. Maybe your primary is not available. You don't have a primary or the wait for the primary is too long. And the option is I can see the surgeon in eight weeks or I can see the PA this week. And I always tell patients, go and see the PA. They can get you in. And for the most part, they can do just about everything that the surgeon can do except operate on you. Um, Now, people make these judgments based on somebody's degree. Um, What I can tell you is that being in medicine, I have met some incredible physician assistants and nurse practitioners that are extremely intelligent, that are super knowledgeable, and from a patient's bedside manner, rapport standpoint, they're excellent. On the flip side, I've known and met some doctors that barely probably skirted through medical school. Technically, they're not very good. They have crappy bedside manner. 
And at the end of the day, they may not actually do the best thing for you compared to what the physician assistant would have done for you if it was something that could have been done in the office. So again, don't judge a book by its cover just based on somebody's degree or the initials at the end of their name. Don't make the assumption that they can't help you. So if I have a patient that is hurting um, and I'm seeing that patient in the office, again, the things that you've heard me talk about before, first we have to come up with a diagnosis. Most commonly I'm seeing people with arthritis. We can do that based on their history and their exam and their x-rays, all of things that can be done by a nurse practitioner or physician assistant. I can talk to them about health issues that they may be able to address that could improve their symptoms, like starting a low-impact exercise program or losing weight if needed. I can inform them about different types of over-the-counter medications that they can take and which ones they might need to avoid based on other medicines they're on or their health conditions, just like a PA or a nurse practitioner can do. Maybe they've done all that. Maybe there is some role for physical therapy for their particular problem. I can prescribe that. So can the PA. So can the nurse practitioner. And maybe I've seen them back now once or twice and they've done all of those things and they need the knee aspirated, fluid taken off of the knee because it's swollen, and maybe a cortisone injection. I can do that. And so can the nurse practitioner and the physician assistant. So now they need surgery. Okay, that's something that I can do. And if you're seeing the PA or the nurse practitioner, that's something that they can't do, but they can help you because they can walk down the hallway or email or talk to the doctor tomorrow, depending on how the clinic is set up and say, I've been seeing this patient. This is their problem. These are the things that we've done. The patient's interested in surgery and health-wise, they're a reasonable surgical candidate. And the surgeons are like, great, we get them in. So it kind of fast tracks you in to see the surgeon as opposed to jumping in to see the surgeon. Again, you have a longer, more extended wait. Um, And at that point, if they don't require surgery right away, there's a whole lot of things that we're gonna be doing for you that the PA could have done six or eight weeks ago. Now, the other interesting thing, which is I found over the years, um, and again, this is not a 100% hard and fast rule, but non-orthopedic PAs, I found that the the PAs and nurse practitioners in medicine are so eager for information, ideas, protocols, outlines, handouts, patient informations that, you know, when I see patients that were referred from somebody in medicine and I've reached out to them, what I found over the years is some of the PAs and the nurse practitioners are the most inquisitive um, as to what could they have done differently or better or before they sent them to orthopedic department, orthopedic surgery. Um, and they take that information and they learn from it. Um, so again, that everybody that you'll meet in medicine, you know, whether or not it is a nurse, a, a PA, nurse practitioner, or a doctor, you know, we all have this long life learning process. So we all are required as part of our licensure to continue to do medical education. Um, so don't believe that just because you're seeing someone that maybe didn't graduate from medical school, that they can't help you. Um, And again, in most instances, you might be able to get in to see that person sooner and give that person a chance. You may actually find that you hit it off with that person. They have a great bedside manner and they may be able to take care of just about everything that you need for your knee aside from physically operating on you, although they can refer you on to the surgeon when that's required. So again, um, next time you're having a problem, and they give you an option of the doctor in you know six or eight weeks or the PA this week, 
Don't feel that seeing the PA this week is a bad decision. You may be pleasantly surprised at how well they take care of you, and it may expedite your care, and it may help you start to feel better sooner, quicker, and earlier. So again, thanks for listening. I'm Adam Rosen. You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Stay safe. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.